Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Cameron Norris. Welcome, Cameron. Thank you so much. Awesome, awesome. What an exciting day. If everybody take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Mark chapter 13 verses 33 through 37. But before we break open the bread of life, let's take a moment to invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us to see where to see, to hear where to hear, and then to put it into action, to enflesh the Word of God in the world so that we can be what? Invitations to the eternal banquet and the eternal exchange of love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, into our hearts and enkindle in our hearts the fire of your love. Set our hearts ablaze in your love that we may take that love out into the world, that we may be lights and invitations to your mercy, your compassion, your forgiveness, and that banquet that you have prepared and opened for every human soul that cries out to you, Abba, Father, forgive me, and comes into that relationship, not just personal, but ever-deepening and ever-intimate, that eternal relationship. So we invite the Holy Spirit into this meeting, help us to see what we're to see, to hear what we're to hear, and then to enflesh those words in the world, that the works of love you have prepared for us, we may say yes to every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Cameron, do you mind giving us a little gospel love this morning? It would be an honor. Again, we're in the gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 33 through 37. Jesus said to his disciples, be watchful. Be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It's like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Wow. Watch. Stay alert. (laughs) Be on watch. You know, it's interesting. As you read this, I kept thinking, well, they're talking about the end of our lives and, you know, we need to make sure we're watchful and, you know, stay alert, which is true. Sure. But it's also talking about something, because as we break this open, Lexio Divino, as we break this open spiritually... It's also saying to be spiritually alert, our eyes, our ears, our hearts, to respond to, as he puts it here, each has his own work, but these works of love that God has prepared for us in advance. It's interesting because in breaking open this scripture verse, I actually shared this this morning, broke it open with someone, and it's interesting, while we were breaking open the scripture verse, something happened to a friend of ours, Jim O'Day, who works for Stewardship and Mission of Faith. So this scripture verse says to stay alert, be watchful, and then put it into action. Well, let me share with you exactly what happened to Jim this morning that is actually enfleshing this word of God. 
Here's the text he sent to all the team members of Stewardship and Mission of Faith. This morning during prayer, I kept thinking of a guy who is a past contact of the ministry who we helped with some resources and guidance for his ministry. The thought to call him, which I never do, was so strong, I just did it at 7.30 in the morning. He didn't answer, but I left the message telling him I was thinking about him and praying for him. He called me back at exactly 8 a.m. saying, between sobs, Jim, I don't know what to say. I didn't understand, and I told him so. He said he was just praying to God to forgive him because he was going to take his own life this morning. It had all become too much. His wife had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. His son is addicted to drugs, and his ministry, which is his passion, is deteriorating. He felt and he felt total and utter despair until a quick voicemail reminded him that he was loved and prayed for, even though he didn't feel it. He will be talking to our counselor, Dr. Peter Coponis, later today to come up with a life plan to go forward and to address the suicidal inclinations. All this to say a long story to say what we can do is reach out. And this is, again, the scripture verse we're breaking open. Be watchful. Listen with spiritual ears. See with spiritual eyes. And then put into action those nudges that the Lord gives us for these works of love. Jim got nudged this morning to reach out to a man, and he was obedient. God used him in the salvation of a life and a soul. And the story didn't end there. So after Mass, daily Mass, which I challenged him to go, after daily Mass, Jim went to adoration. While he was in adoration, he was sharing with, with the Lord, saying, you know, Lord, I'm such a broken man, and this and that, just was hard on himself. And then he said this. He said, Lord, the only words I want to hear from you are well done, my good and faithful servant. So while Jim was in an adoration, I'm sitting in the parking lot after I had read this, this text he had sent us, our group text, and I sent him this text in reply. I said, my brother, it is this Sunday's reading. Stay awake, be alert, be watchful. God has works of love for you to do. You were spiritually obedient, and God used you as an instrument in the salvation of a soul slash life. And then I was prompted to put this. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You enfleshed the word of God. When Jim came out of adoration and got my message, he wept and he called me and broke down like a little boy crying, saying, I can't believe the Father used you, David, to send me the words that I needed to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, there are works for love for us to do that God has prepared in advance every day. This word of God is alive. It is real. It is active. We need to wake up our spiritual senses, our eyes, our ears, our smell. We need to wake up and then be obedient and enflesh the word of God to the world. Jim was used today. Who does God want to use you in their life today? What promptings are you getting to pray for somebody? And are you being obedient? Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank the Lord for those God stories. They're, they're truly amazing. As you're reading that, these words are standing out to me. It says, you do not know when the time will come. There you go. And, and later on here, it says, watch, therefore, you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming. <clears throat> are we ready if he says, right now, I need you to do something? 
Right, because it's the Lord Jesus that chose to use Jim as the instrument. Exactly. But Jim didn't do the work. Jesus did. He showed up. Jim said his yes. And then through Jim, Jim was used as an instrument. That's the word I use, as an instrument in the hands of Christ, our Lord, in the salvation of a life and a soul. And it doesn't stop there. The Father wanted to give Jim a hug and a kiss, so to speak. And so he called on his other servant, you, and said, I want him, I'm going to be speaking to his heart something, and I want you to send him this message right now so that when he gets it, he'll know that this is from me. Oh, it's 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 an impossibility. The fact that I took the time to send it, and then I had no intentions of putting that little ending phrase, and the Lord, when I hear those things in my heart, I just do it. Just do it. Yeah, and, and that's that obedience. That is that staying close, staying connected. Uh, I mean, there's mornings. I guess I'll speak for myself. I could probably speak for everybody, but there's mornings where we can start the day with the news or the media or the newspaper or the the bad thought about the thing the day before or the arguing, and then you roll into a period of time and... I, I, I feel like those are the times where I miss out on those opportunities. Or you can st- start the day with inviting the Holy Spirit to be with you, invite Jesus to be in you, with you, and through you, invite the Father to be on this great adventure that we're going out for each day. And I feel like as we abide in Him, as we're close to Him, when these things happen, that's when we see more of these God stories or these heavenly kisses. When we're connected, when we're abiding, and... Our, our hearts are set in a certain posture where I think he can use us and flow through us more. Yeah, and it's interesting because the Bible says, you know, pray without ceasing. Right. And you read that and you're like, what, what, what do you want to pray the rosary all day long, all night long? Is that what you want me to do? Just pray, pray, pray? No, no, no. Here's what it means. When I woke up this morning at five o'clock, the first thing I did waking up was take it the time to do my morning prayer. It takes about 45 minutes. But listen, so the beginning of the prayer is a prayer of thanksgiving, thanking God for everything he's done in my life, from a gift of my life, the gift of the day, the opportunity to serve him. That's the beginning of my prayer. But here's the ending of my prayer. Lord Jesus, I invite you to live in me, with me, and through me this day. Holy Spirit, please light our path, and Father, join with us on this great adventure which you created me for. What did I just do? I invited God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to walk with me that day and let me hear with your ears, see with your eyes, and respond with your heart. That's praying without ceasing. That's staying in constant communication with the Father, asking the Holy Spirit for help, saying, Lord Jesus, please, I can't, but you can, calling on God to be your strength. Man, when you start to get into that groove and ye, you seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, everything else falls in line. When we take our time and we prioritize and we put God first and we truly, and here's the other key, as precious sons and daughters of the Father with awe and wonder in our hearts and having hearts of thanksgiving, invite him along, along with the Holy Spirit and our Lord Jesus Christ I'm telling you, we are going out for battle. We are fully suited up. We are armed, and God wants to use us. God used Jim today in the salvation of a life 
and a soul. Ladies and gentlemen, he wants to use you today and tomorrow. Whoa, whoa. And maybe at midnight, maybe at midnight you get woken up thinking about somebody. That's not an accident. That's not a coincidence. Stop and pray for them. You don't need to know why. Stop and pray for them. I mean, for me, it's keep watching. That's why he says, you know, it could be, you know, at midnight when the cock crows, in the morning, God wants, in the evening, God wants to use you throughout your whole day. And when he wakes you up at night, don't miss the opportunities to be an instrument in the hand of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's so good. One of the reminders that I think about is anytime there's somebody who wants to talk with me and say, hey, how can I be praying for you? Or I've been thinking about you. Or, you know, hey, just an encouraging what? I, either I've been praying for you or what can I be praying for you? My response to that is never anger or embarrassing them. or But I, I can remember before I was comfortable saying to somebody, hey, is there anything I can be praying for you? I, you know, as we're all on this journey, that was one of the thoughts I had. Like, I love it when people pray for me. I love it when people say, hey, as I'm thinking about you, just wanted to encourage you. Like, as much as we we know what it feels like when we're on the receiving end of those, be watchful, be alert, keep our eyes out. Where are those opportunities that we can be seeing those things, where we could be running past somebody that needs an encouraging word, or, hey, how can I be praying for you? Actually, right at the end of a thing this morning, I was asking a guy what the logo on his shirt was, and it happened to be for his granddaughter, who is um, not walking with the Lord right now, and it's been kind of a... a, a, a tough subject within the family, especially just, you know, this time of year. And I said, hey, can we just take a minute and have a quick prayer about this? He was like, oh, yeah, of course, love praying about it. And then the end of that, it was it was a precious time. And he said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to my kids, that girl's parents, and just remind them we're, we're praying for her today and the Lord is after her and he's, he's been after her heart since he put her on this world and he is, he is not letting up on it now. And it was this exchange of, I'm sure he prays for her regularly, but it was this opportunity, this moment of it, you wait 30 seconds, it's going to be passed. Like, are we alert? Are we watching? And in the moment, are we willing to say, hey, let's stop, let's pause, let's let's have a moment here and let's take this to the Lord? I'm telling when you're in sync with the Lord, when you're in communion, common union, when you are commissioned, join with the mission of Christ, it's amazing how God wants to use you. So another God story, a man calls me up. We've been working on this for five years. He wants to donate his whole Christmas collection, lives in California. He's world-renowned, has an incredible collection of just one-of-a-kind Christmas things. It's unbelievable. His collection has been in museums, wants to donate it. So he finally flies in and meets me for the first time. Well, coincidentally, just kidding, but reality, I had another person coming in that was a famous author and speaker, wrote you know 32 children's books, it just on fire for the Lord. He and his wife were in at the same time through a whole God story. 
Well, this guy ended up tagging along with us to go see the Christmas night drive through which is the life of Christ in lights, three miles long at Stone Gables Estate. I love to go through it. <laughs> I went through it twice in the first day. So they wanted to see that. They want to see the National Christmas Center, which we have. So we took over the National Christmas Center. And while we're riding in the car, you know, um, my author friend says to me, you know, you're, you're on fire for the Lord. You know, I said, you're, you're a Jesus freak. You're on fire for the Lord. And he goes to the guy, how about you? Are you on fire for the Lord? And the guy goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) He was, he was absolutely not on board with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't, Hey, I am who I am. Right. So I kept going through the Christmas museum, sharing God stories, sharing God stories about the star bar and this, that, and everything else. And as we're getting ready to leave, he was like a little boy listening to every story. Wow. As we're getting the letter to, ready to leave, and the man's in his early 80s and has pancreatic cancer, uh, prostate cancer, sorry, prostate cancer. And um, I get the inkling. They ask him if I can pray for him, my wife and I. And he's ready to leave. This is it. He's going to head back to California. And I stopped. I said, I said, do you mind if we pray for you? And he said, no, I'd really like that. Wow. And I'll tell you what. Wow. The prayer that came out of me with my wife and I praying for him, inviting the Holy Spirit into all of his wounds, inviting the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, profound. It wasn't about his Christmas collection. Right. God brought that meeting together for a purpose. And that purpose was a work of love. And that work of love was his precious son, who he didn't have a relationship, but who he wanted to. Yeah. The man was was raised Catholic 12 years. Oh, wow. And I don't know the I don't know the wounds, but absolutely heard so many God stories from the from the author and from me. He couldn't refute what he heard. And I promise you, I believe he went back to California and uh, we've been in contact. Mm-hmm. He absolutely is on a journey with the Lord. Wow. That's a that's a work of love. Not and, and again, ladies and gentlemen, throughout our life, ask the Lord. Would you want to teach me? How can I use that to teach others? What was I have to learn here? And then look for these opportunities. That's to stay awake. Be watchful. That's what it's all about. Listen to the words and ask the Lord, am I supposed to do something here? And listen to those promptings of the Holy Spirit. Cameron, you have a story of the Holy Spirit just the other day where you and I had our minds made up to a situation. Yeah, so I went into a meeting and <clears throat> yeah, we here's the here's the preface to it. We heard one side of the story, and and we heard enough on that side of the story that we were able to make up our minds before <laughs> hearing the other side of the story. But on the drive over, I was driving over to have the other meeting with the other side of the story, and on the way over, um, I was praying and inviting the Holy Spirit to be to be in this meeting and prepare my heart, prepare the other hearts in the meeting, and as I was doing that that still small voice that I can recognize, um, he said, go into this meeting uh, prepared to learn. And when I heard that, it gave me peace, it gave me comfort. But at the same time, my first thought was, okay, I need to learn how to how to do this the way that I think that this is going to go. That was my first thought. I think it's going to go this way, so I'm going to go into the meeting and and here we go, and I'll learn from it. it it'll, it'll be a good learning experience. I'm on board. But then as I got to the place where the meeting was going to be, the last quarter of a mile of the drive, he said, you go into the meeting to learn by asking questions 
and listening. The, the level of peace and comfort, you can't explain it because what ended up happening was we started, oh, oh and he said, he said, have an open heart. And that, that truly took any preconceived narratives out of my mind. It, t- it took my mind being made up to, you're right, I just need to hear the other side of the story. And as we opened up the meeting, it was a quick prayer, and it was a couple of questions, and right away, you could hear, this is not lining up. Something's that I wasn't expecting for this answer, but this answer makes more sense than the previous one. So as you go through the different points that we needed to touch on, I'm blown away. I am so thankful I did not walk into that meeting with any anger or mind made up or there were accusations, but they were in the forms of questions. Hey, what happened here? Or what happened there? Can you explain this? Why did this happen? And I'm not saying everything was perfect, but I'm telling you, the the Lord used that situation for me to learn, to go in with the open mind, to go in to fact find, to go in asking questions. And the outcome is going to be completely different because we, we were... As the scripture says, because we were watchful, we were alert, we, we didn't know everything, we, we were there to learn with an open heart. And how precious is that? How kind of the Lord is that to give us those opportunities every day? And the, the other thought, I was thinking this earlier too, but when it says, be watchful, be alert, like when you're watchful and alert, that's not just like looking down a a telescope like when you're watchful and alert you're really you know you're you're almost listening what's what's happening on the other side of the wall who's in the room next to me who's you know you, you could be looking out over a horizon hey what's going on over there what's happening close what's happening far away you're you're almost listening with your ears you're listening with your senses you're listening with your you know your feet on the ground if there's you know in like in a hunting situation, do you feel something coming? You're 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 watching with your eyes. I think, I think all those things combined, this is what we're called to do: is be watchful and be alert. And Jesus, this was, he was talking to his disciples here. So there's times where, yeah, he's talking to the Pharisees or he's talking to different people. In this instance, he's talking to his disciples, and the story is talking about. Here it is. He leaves home and he places his servants in charge. Can you just hear the voice of the Father saying, I'm stepping away, but I'm putting you there. I need to leave my servants in charge. I need I need to have my people, in, like, so Jesus talking to his disciples, sharing a story about a man that leaves and he places his servants in charge. Do, do we look at it that way? Do we look around and say, Okay, I'm in charge of whatever it is, my family, my friends, my school, my work, my my sphere of things. There are things, so here's the rest of that sentence. He places his servants in charge, each with his own work. Do we understand that there's works that I'm going to do in my family that I'm in charge to do, but there's other things that my wife is going to do? She, she has a skill set and a gifting that she can bring to the family that I can't. 
Likewise, I have a skill set that she can't bring, each with his own work. I think we have to embrace others. I think we have to have the right people at the right place at the right time. But when you have those things together, you let that person do their work. You let that person do their work. Um, yeah, I, I, I think just the posture of, I want to be one of his servants and what are the things he's placing in my charge? Look after those things. And it ties back to the verse we've read not too long ago where it says, he who has more will be given. Okay, how do you how do you tie that into this? Because the things that you have that you're in charge of, are you stewarding those things well? If so, I know in the same way, a relationship with my kids, I can trust them with more. I can trust them with more. And as those things go... Yeah, I think part of it is making space for the things that you're supposed to do, do those things. The things that you're supposed to do, do those things, each with his own work. And I love God's story. So as you were sharing, Cameron, I remember a God story. So I got this prompting to clean out my saltwater tackle box. Well, it had been 10, 15 years. That thing was a bejumbled mess of line and twisted this, that. So I took it, I took, I don't know, four or five hours, cleaned it all out and made it look beautiful. And then I'm going fishing next week. So I go up fishing out, out of, out of uh, New Jersey and we go out into the ocean and we're, I don't know how many miles out, say 12, 15 miles out. It's foggy. And I had taken friends along and I took my prize rods along and I say to my friends, don't drop one of these rods overboard. It's 60 foot of water, chance of getting it back zero. As we're fishing, I turn and look at my friend's daughter, and she has that look on her face, and there's no rod in her hand. Wow. And I said, you didn't drop it overboard, did you? It's my favorite rod. Wow. She said, I did. The guy sitting on the bench says, does anyone have a gaff hook? I said, hey, I cleaned up my tackle box. My dad gave me one of those years ago. If you ever drop a rod, you tie it on, it has a weight, and, and you throw it out, and you bring it back, and you might get your rod. So I, I cut the line, I put it on. And I said, which way are we drifting? Because I had no idea. They said, this way. Throw the line out. Let it go to the bottom. Put my rod tip down. Next thing I know, there's like all the captain, all the crew, and 23 people are all watching me. And I have a rod down, slowly winding in. I feel a little weight. And the guy's like, there's no way. You're never going to hook that line. Man, what are you doing? I hope you prayed about that. It'll never get that. I lifted my rod up. Here comes my, my gaff hook with a line on it. Captain reach out, grab the line, starts pulling it in. He gets the lure. He said, oh, that's lure. Everybody uses that kind of lure. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Look, it's all chopped up paint. That's from Bluefish last week or, or a couple weeks ago. He keeps pulling. Now, my dad told me how to tie a line on the rod, and there was my rod. And I looked at a man who's sitting there. I said, you see, you told me about the gaff hook. You see, God will answer your prayers when you pray. The impossible was made possible with God. God bless each and every one of you. Eyes to see, ears to hear, put it into action. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, 
is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.